Here we go. And three, two, one, go. Welcome back to the Off Five, the podcast that talks about the Office, the only podcast like that. Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm Addie. And this episode, get ready for it. It is ready. season four, episode 13, La Fiesta dinner. del Supper. What's dinner? <laughs> Swing, La Cena. La Cena. <laughs> <laughs> is that right oh no uh you know in spain a lot of times they don't even begin remembering the word dinner until until midnight, midnight so yeah, yeah so, that, so we don't know right right on theme um we usually had too much wine by then to to say the word you just eat go to bed also buka uh, <laughs> yeah it came out april 8th 2010 which you might be noticing is a long time after the last episode which was some point in the fall wait and was it april 10 2008 or april 8th 2010 Um, april 10th 2008 you're you're right 2008 the year the year of our lord 2008 and it's it's really interesting that we're back to the off five we're back i mean i don't know how often we'll Mm -hmm. be back but we just came back from our hiatus and now we're back again to celebrate the office moving to what's probably the worst streaming site (laughs) I, I don't know. Peacock. <laughs> Peacock. So um, instead of getting Stranger Things, Big Mouth, Queen's Gambit, thousands of movies, originals by the Coen brothers, as well as The Office, you get The Office and also 30 Rock, which used oh. to be on Netflix too. So, so I don't know. I think $5 is- a month is still kind of a ripoff. Yeah. You have to watch ads. Yeah. So we did the smart thing, which is to put money right into the hands of Apple. (laughs) Yeah. Hand it right into Steve Jobs' grave. (laughs) And we went ahead and just bought The Office full season, our full series on Apple TV. Um, Yeah. It's on sale right now. It's just a little, if you might want to do it quick, because if you do that, then you'll have it probably forever, or at least until the apocalypse. Yeah. Or at least in, in, as long as you have an Apple product. <laughs> Longer Which, than Peacock will be existing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so another kind of, uh, I don't know, ironic part of this is that this episode came out right after the writer's strike was over. Um, and so that is why there's such a long, long time frame between the last episode coming out and this episode. So yeah. And we were on strike from writing notes for this podcast, but now it's over because we've made a deal. So our first segment we like to call, because it is called, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. Yeah, where we read the Wikipedia description of this episode because we're too lazy to write one. Yeah, and we like to have the same um, the same notes for this section um, taken from the best source of information because anyone can add to it. Um, and everyone did. <laughs> yeah, it's usually quite long. All right, I'll start. In this episode, Michael Scott and his girlfriend Jan Levinson, the former vice president of regional sales at the Dunder Mifflin <laughs> corporate <laughs> office in New York City, 
throw a dinner party and invite Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley. And Andy and Bernard. <laughs> and Andy Bernard and Angela Morrison. As well as an uninvited Dwight Schrute. The Wait, party. What? <laughs> <laughs> They invite Jim, Pam, Andy, Angela, and an uninvited delight. I thought I was going crazy, but yeah, you're right. been attended by them. Then they was attended by an uninvited delight. Someone needs to edit this for us on Wikipedia. So it can be the best thing ever, not this. (laughs) The party ends with Michael and Jan having a loud argument. Michael leaves with Dwight on the advice of two police officers who respond to a domestic disturbance call after the fight. <laughs> I just, yeah. I really like how Jan Levinson is introduced as the former vice president of regional sales at the Dunder Mifflin <laughs> corporate office in New York City. And that's like the most detail we get about anything in the episode is just her former job description. Great. All right. It's her full job title. They wouldn't just be like everyone's old boss or something. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Or they could have put oh, well. entrepreneur. Yeah. Serenity by Jan. I also, for this, just to reference and recommend, there's a article by Andy Green, who I think wrote the oral history of the office book, which I haven't read. Um, but it's an article called That One Night, The Oral History of the Greatest Office Episode Ever, The Dinner Party. It was written on the 10th anniversary and it has like John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher and Ed Helms and some of, and the writers and stuff talking about this episode. And it has a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Some of this is coming from that. Oh, that's cool. Source cited. Source cited. Yeah, that's a good source. Minus screen rant. Oh, OK. Dot com. But it's um, an article called Why Dinner Party is the Best Episode of The Office. So, I mean, this is a fan and cast favorite. And... I got to be honest with you. I'm right there with them. I don't like it. Shut up. I love it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You saw right through that. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, it was was directed by Paul Feig, you know, from Freaks and Geeks and the Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, And written by the guys from Vance Warehouse, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stepinski. Stepinski. Um. Wow, that is a lot of consonants in a row for one name. T-S-K-Y. I guess what, yes, Y is sometimes okay. a vowel. Never mind. It's only but three. That, and then there's a P and an N next to each other, too. <laughs> I've heard that's okay these days. <laughs> I, I can't. Okay. So there's other uh, some tr- kind of interesting trivia that I found out about this episode. And one of the things is we kind of mentioned it. It was uh, probably in that Uh, article that you mentioned but um it was one of the hardest episodes to film because of laughter from the cast members they couldn't stop laughing Mm -hmm. at certain points like um talking about the plasma screen tv was one um another trivia fact there's a george foreman grill found in the master bedroom oh for for making bacon yep right and also they can film themselves making bacon (laughs) yeah exactly with the camera Um, did you have any trivia? Okay, well, here's a trivia is that they had to dress up that house. They also had to put a tent over the house so it would be dark because, like, they filmed oh. a lot during the day. Even though, like, you know, a couple of scenes take place in the dark. So it was really hot. So everyone's really hot, which I think might explain why everyone's wearing, like, coats, but they all have their, like, sleeves rolled up. Oh. <laughs> it's like, is it hot or cold? 
Uh, yeah, that is kind of confusing because Michael at one point gives Pam his jacket. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he was probably Steve Carell was like, I'm too hot. I'm going to make Pam wear this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going right. to make Jenna wear this jacket yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then just the it was nominated for a primetime Emmy in 2008. And I guess that means it didn't win. But Paul Feig won the Directors Guild of America Award for directing this episode. Oh, that's cool. And then one other thing I found out is that the song That One Night by Hunter was actually written by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stepinski and Todd Fancy of the New Pornographers. And um, the song was sung by Todd Fancy of the New Pornographers. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, he recorded it. Do you know that band? A little bit, yeah. I saw them one time at a, a music venue <laughs> <laughs> that's a good place i love that place um yeah I, i've seen them as well and i i do like them a lot but this guy when i looked him up is like they're a very like they're a big band and there's a lot of interesting looking people in that band and this guy isn't one of them so i didn't remember him at all <laughs> like there's so many more interesting people looking people in that band than, like, interesting like, looking the guy people. with the big beard and like the guy with the kind of crazy hair and then you got like um What's her name there? Um, who's, yeah. who's that independently famous person that's also in the band? Yeah, what is her name? If I like, look it up, I'm going to be like, oh, it. yeah. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm on their Wikipedia page right now. Oh, Nico Case. Oh, okay. Nico yeah, Case. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that uh, tied to maybe a more obscure reference for the uh, indie rock fans out there. Yeah, I <laughs> They said that uh, he recorded it and they said, like, don't make it too good. And then they, they said, we're going to pick your song because that's the funniest, but you need to clean it up. And he, they were on tour at the time. So he had to book a, a studio in Denver Oh, um, and, with some people. And then, like, they just recorded it really fast and sent it in. And then they said, actually, we're using the first one. That one was too polished. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, like, well, Hunter wouldn't be able to, to make a song that clean. Like, clean it up, like... As in, make it less sexual? <laughs> no, make it a little more professional sounding. Oh, I see. Okay. But I think they realized it wasn't as funny when it had like a string section or whatever in it. I don't know what it is. I, I, I did listen to the to other hear. version. But oh, it, there's it another version? Nicer. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it's on that. There's a SoundCloud link to it on that Rolling Stone article I mentioned. So look that oh, up, that's the cool. green one. Okay. My other piece of trivia is that candles are a $2 billion industry. Oh, Wow. That was one of my questions. Is that true? <laughs> I was going to say, did you know that candles are the number one fastest growing product in the scent aroma <laughs> market? The scent aroma. Well, I already answered your question. I did know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Now you know, and I know you know. Um, okay, <laughs> let's go to... Um, oh, yeah, that was great. Scott Productions and Shivia. How about that? Now let's go to another section. Let's just go to crack open a cold open where we talk about the way this episode starts because it's the only time we'll get to see a lot of our beloved characters. And the office itself. Um, It starts with Michael telling the staff that they're going to have to work late and um, basically manipulating the situation and saying, oh, we have to work late. Oh, I'm going to call corporate. Oh, you don't have any plans. You have to come over. Uh, yeah. And in the deleted scenes, Toby reveals he had tickets to see Tom Petty and he had to give them to his ex-wife and her boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. They should have kept that in. I know. They actually, I love this episode. I think part of the reason I like it so much is because it's so tight. However, a lot of the deleted scenes are really funny and it would have been cool if it were like a bonus size episode, you know, maybe like to release it later or something. Because I do think there's something to be said for like the, the, the tighter version, but there's some stuff in there that is really funny. Well, yeah. And um, you had so much time between episodes. So people were like just fiending for content, I can imagine. And so to release a longer episode would have been kind of cool. Plus, they had all those jokes just stored up from the long break. And exactly. they were, like, worried that all the jokes were just going to come out too fast. And there'd be too many jokes. But they restrained themselves. Yeah. I guess it's for the best. Yep. Um, and then Dwight is crying in the cold open, too, that he's not invited. Um, that's how the cold open ends. But it's kind of surprising because you don't really think of Dwight as a person that would be upset about not getting invited to a party. I think it probably has something to do with Angela being invited with Andy. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably true. Although I do think he would have liked to have been invited too because Michael gives him the excuse that it's only for couples. They only have six wine glasses. They only have six chairs, I think, right? Yeah, but I mean, they're using wine glasses for water too. So everyone has two glasses. <laughs> I didn't uh, realize that. But you're but, right. Yeah, you can tell it's like a an excuse not to invite him. Well, I mean, that's what you think during this cold open for sure. I think that's like what the joke is. But later on, it seems like Michael actually did want him to be there. Yeah. And uh, Jan was the one that said no because she always gets what she wants. Yep. Like wicked. Mm-hmm. And yep. or like vasectomies, vasectomies. <laughs> whichever way she wants it to be that day. <laughs> vasectomy or reverse the vasectomy are the two options she, just, you know whatever day she's feeling yeah that's true um yeah. and then uh anything else you wanted to add to the cold open um i guess just to say that it is related to the episode it's the kickoff and i was kind of wondering i mean a cheaper show maybe wouldn't have had this because they have to pay all the actors to be there <laughs> even yeah. though this the show really doesn't have a lot of the characters in it really but they could have also just done this work thing as like a talking head at the beginning if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they didn't. It's really it's really good. And this is the only scene that's in the office. So uh, after this, it's kind of like a bottle episode. Yeah. What's a bottle episode? It's like an episode of a show that takes place in one location. Oh, I and, didn't know that. And a lot of times, I don't remember what show is named after, but a lot of times they would do it in the past to like save money. Like on Star oh. Trek, they do like an episode that just takes place on the ship, so they didn't have to like build any sets for that episode, so they could spend the money on other episodes and make them better. Oh, interesting. Budgeting. Yeah, but in this case, it like was actually way harder for them because they always have the office. Like every episode is a bottle episode of the office, except like the one where they go to Chili's or they go to the parking lot or go. Wherever. Yeah, and I like those. It's like a reverse bottle episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about in the past how um, having that same set is part of what's very comforting about watching the office but i do like when they do like these field trips to different places because um you know not only do they get to dig into the character development but also like just different scenery like you get to see like how jan decorates a house which is like (laughs) i guess that could fall into character development as well (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah i 
I think if, if every episode were in a different location, they'd have a it probably wouldn't be that good. But because it's so rare that they have like so much creative energy to use up on it, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, OK, well, well, and also, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking a beer from Founders called something about like a raspberry chocolate stout or something like that. It's pretty intense. Sounds um, heavy. Yeah, it's not my fave. It's kind of like a sipping kind of situation, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it is kind of still January. I got it for New Year's Eve, and we didn't get around to <laughs> drinking it. So to pay the price now. Makes sense. What about you? Oh, uh, I know what you're drinking. Kirkland Brands whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, it's a Tennessee sour mash whiskey from Kirkland that I have never seen before, like last month or whatever. So I think it might be new. But... It's it's pretty good. You're always on top of those Kirkland signature uh, liquor releases. <laughs> well, like their gin is really good and their tequila is really good. Uh, their rum is, eh, and this is like you know, it's not, it's no uh, tin cup or Maker's Mark or anything like that. But when you put it with a little stars and stripes soda, soda from the <laughs> oh yeah, you love that. It's just fine. <laughs> just fine, just like everything. Everything becomes just fine. <laughs> That's right. The sour uh, mash goes really well with the Wellbutrin. Yep. <laughs> uh, I should read the label and see which whiskey I'm supposed to pair with it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I did, to your doctor, and um, tell me what type of mash goes well with this. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's move on to. Oh, how the turntables. I don't really have anything for this. I feel like I fit. Are you kidding? I fit everything else into different categories, but I'll probably have commentary on what you wrote. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't I don't want to ruin all of yours for later, but I will go for it. This is where Michael screws up. Mostly Michael screws up phrases, you know, and wordings of things he says when they walk in. He says, make yourself to home. Oh, okay. Wait, I just thought of one like major one that I say all the time. Oki yep. afterbirth. How did I not think of that? Of course. Yeah. Which uh, I guess is supposed to be an Oki aftertaste because like Oki is a wine word. A wine word. And uh, afterbirth is a midwife word. <laughs> a placenta. Oh, uh, we had a headline in the paper that said Fort Collins gets its first freestanding birthing center. And I was like, wow, you have to stand up. (laughs) And it's free. Yeah. I mean, it's free, but you don't get a chair. That's part of the trade-offs, I guess. Seems like something you wouldn't want to really skimp on. Uh, Michael uses the expression when in Rome. And that's the right expression, except he uses it when Jan's talking about when they eat in Spain. So... (laughs) So it's kind of like, well, when in Rome means like what when in Rome do as the Romans do. So that would be like you would eat after midnight if you were in Spain, because that's when you'd be there. But instead, they're like transporting that custom here. And also it's not Rome. It's a different place. (laughs) Yeah. And that is a perfect example of how the turntables, because it's like, oh, almost got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When the cops come up and say there's been a disturbance. Michael says, nothing disturbing here. <laughs> and then they're like, do you want to press charges? Will she get in trouble? Yeah, she'll be charged. <laughs> he doesn't know what press charges. I'll take the fall. 
I'll take yeah. them all. Yeah. What a good guy. And then the last one is I have a special contender. This time it's Dwight saying it, not Michael. He tells Michael, you're sleeping with me. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Yeah. After getting uninvited or not even getting invited. Yeah, not at all. But he, he does try to invite himself. Yeah. And he, then he sends his babysitter slash partner home on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is that what happened there? I guess she was waiting at the bus stop when they drove by. I thought she was homeless. Oh. And I wasn't actually sure if it was his babysitter. I think you're s- supposed to think it was. That was one of my questions. But I also kind of thought maybe he like picked her up and then thought that would be a good s- cover story. Like he just picked up someone at the bus stop on his way to their house. Oh. But I don't know. I guess that's more likely than I don't know, because they do seem to have a history or a rapport. Yeah, I guess it could be both. He could have seen his babysitter at the bus stop and been like, I've got an idea. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) that's more accurate than I thought. Like he was like, no, you can't come in the car because Michael's going to be there or something. Oh, Um, well, I also thought maybe it would make sense that she was almost because she was um, or, you know, transient because she was so excited to get food. And this is a horrible party. And I thought that was like maybe like part of the humor is like it's like she's she's getting food and everything. But the party is so bad that she's also the first one to want to leave, even though she has no attachment. Oh, yeah. Okay. well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad we talked through that. (laughs) I don't know, though. They didn't say that. I'm I'm just speculating. Let us know what you think. Send us an email at the off five podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Should we do our references with a section called Kevin's Chili's? Yeah, okay, so um, for things, I have a reference to a thing called Dundies, which is a thing from The Office, and it's a trophy. And Michael does get to have them in the living room, but not anywhere on display. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a thing called, I don't know if this counts, Pine or Nordic Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Pop culture, people are always talking about (laughs) what kind of wood things are. (laughs) It's just plywood and it's what, or it's just two by fours. It's what um, Michael made his coffee table out of. Mm. Yeah, it's so funny because it's it's so random. I know. Those those are so far off each other. (laughs) I know. And Nordic cherry is so specific. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I have a reference to some people. From a game called Celebrity, which I thought was, what do you call it? Gestures? Taboo or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of those games. Well, okay. So my first one, it's like that that guy that smokes. Oh, yeah. Got a hump. Got a hump. Yeah, Joe Camel. So it's the first name of that. And the last name is the state. uh, I forget what the rest of it was. Joe 49ers. Why do you just okay. say 49ers quarterback? I, I, yeah, okay. I didn't realize you're a sports person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but anyways, we got Joe Montana, Tom Cruise, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which actually is a rhyme with Parnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and then I have one other person reference, the yeah. same Polly girl. <laughs> yeah. I put that under food and drink, but absolutely. Totally Michael's type. <laughs> Neon. Um 
And then James Bond, because one of the candles is uh, scented as bonfire. Bond. James Bond. I was recently at a place, I don't remember where, uh, someone's house, and I did find a candle that was scented like bonfire. That's so bizarre. I thought that was part of the joke, but I, I guess it's real. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't understand that because... Or maybe it was just scented as fire. Yeah, but what it, fire doesn't really have a scent. Burning wood, I guess, does. And yeah. it depends on if it's Nordic cherry or pine. That's true, too. Or, or a nice mesquite. Mesquite, yeah, that would be better. Um, for food and drink, I have wine for cooking. <laughs> Typically bad wine. <laughs> this would uh, be great to cook with. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was obviously wasn't Kirkland brand. Cause if it was, she would never have said that. She would have just opened it up and started chugging. chugging out of the yeah. <laughs> um, what else do you have referenced? Uh, some, we don't have any movies, but some plays stomp and wicked <laughs> which would you stomp rather one more people uh probably stomp i don't really i know what wicked is but i don't know any of the songs or anything so so i'd probably i think i'd probably go see stomp well i guess we'll have to do what you want to do what 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 never what i want to do what what do you want to see i don't know i think i would i would like to see either one of those or i would like to get toby's tickets to tom petty absolutely I yeah. do. Absolutely. RIP. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a reference to some technology um, $200 plasma screen, TV, <laughs> flat screen. It goes right <laughs> into the wall. You can mount it there, stand and watch it for hours. That is cutting edge technology at the time. Yeah, 2008. It's just very um, uh, small. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, and two hundred. That's a two hundred dollar flat screen TV. Um. Okay. You what else killed. do we have? You just killed. Uh, there's some yeah music. Um, the hunted. Oh yeah, the hunted. So the front of the album says the hunted. Is that the name of the album? So Probably it's the hunted by Hunter. I think it's um, and then the song is called "That One Night," not "Took Me by the Hand," but it probably is that uh, that one night in parentheses "Took Me by the Hand." Yeah. Or it's uh, that one night, parentheses, you took me by the hand, made me a man, you made everything all right. <laughs> um, how many how many songs do you think was on that album? Um, it seemed like it was just a, a EP. Yeah. So not a CD single. No. Oh, maybe. At least he's an artist. <laughs> Wait, Michael says he is an artist, though. What does he say he's an artist with? Uh bfd i'm a bfd yeah that should have gone under uh how the turntables bfd bfd i what does he uh, say, what does he say? And, she, and she says i'm a candle maker bfd i make He's movie. a table maker i make movies in our bedroom <laughs> <laughs> threat level midnight the, <laughs> the porn though <laughs> that's the um point. what do you have for all right, let's move on to the next segment, unless you have anything else. I have nothing. Nothing. Um, okay, yeah, let's move on. So, actually, let's let's go into the characters now, and then we'll we'll hit a couple of the other ones at the end. How about that? Okay, sounds good. We don't um, have very many characters. That's right. What about Angela, though? 
Angela is um, in a bad mood from the beginning and then um, also accuses Pam of or or sort of feeds into Jan's idea that Pam is a homewrecker. Mm-hmm. I see her make some horrified facial expressions. Yeah, but she does eat the asabuco. Yeah, even though she's vegetarian. I do see her nibbling. Mm, maybe she's nibbling around the, the veal. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. I, I like her uh, when Andy hands her a rose, who hands them flowers and then says, except for this flower, which is for my flower. And it's just, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Awkward all around. Yeah, it really is. Um. What else does she do? She's. I'm surprised that she's like up this late because it's not until midnight after midnight that they leave. Yeah, so that's a long time. That's like say they get there at six. That's like five and a half hours. Why do you even think she went? Seems like if Michael just said that she would, she would say no, say, no. Yeah, he was like, you can go by yourself. I think maybe it, it did have something to do with. Um, Making Dwight jealous. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she uh, likes beets. She's eaten them many times. (laughs) I'm sure she does. The thought of putting one of your beets into my mouth makes me want to. What does she say? Disgust. To vomit. Makes me want to vomit. Um, She says uh, the thought of popping one of your beets. (laughs) (laughs) The visual. The comedic value of the word popping is really high. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then she also says like you shouldn't joke about hell and doesn't know who arnold schwarzenegger is based on any movies he was in or that he's the, was the governor of california at that time which is bizarre because later she gets into um dating a senator you know so you think she'd know about State politics <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's probably when she gets into it <laughs> um and then andy Andy won't stop talking about tuna. Oh, my gosh. It was one time that Jim brought a tuna sandwich. And he Mm -hmm. even says to Pam, I bet you have tuna every night. Like, okay. Uh, That's, you know, what you talk about when you don't really know people. (laughs) Yeah. Very well. Uh, He's being so nice to Angela. Yeah, he is. (laughs) And he's still sucking up to Michael, like wanting to go. And also, like he says, he'll invest ten thousand dollars into Serenity by Jan. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Thought ten thousand dollars. Um, other than that, he doesn't really have that strong of a presence. Would you say? No, he's more of a just a fly on the wall. Um, he does mm-hmm. do that. He does participate in the game celebrity, but um. We don't really see any like talking heads uh, interviews from him or anything like that. So the way they're playing celebrity, it seems like they've split up the couples because Pam is on Andy's team. Oh, Angela is on Jim and uh, Michael's team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they play like they they split up each couple, which I guess is fair. Yeah. Because it's more fun that way. <laughs> no rhyming. Uh, you know, my, my, when my Michael turn, is my, doing my, it. My turn. <laughs> okay, calm down. Um, <laughs> when Michael is doing it, 
he keeps giving away extra clues and then just keeps doing the same hand, you know? Yeah. Which is really funny. And he's he, like, he says Tom, and then they're like, you can't say his first name. And then he says, okay, his first name is blank, <laughs> even though he's already <laughs> said it. And so Jim does a funny, like, s- slight prank of, like, intentionally misunderstanding all of his clues. Yeah, like saying Katie Holmes. And then, no, but but uh, he was married to her. And then yeah. the next... Uh, clue, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says Tom Cruise, and like, yeah. uh, Michael just doesn't get that he's like totally messing with him. He's like, "Oh my god, that was the last one." Do you think Michael is never played this before, or is he just really, really bad at this? Because they were like, "You can't do rhyming or names or whatever," and he says his first name's Tom, and he goes on a crew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least he gives better ones with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's already done the rhyming by then. So, which yeah. isn't enough to help Angela because she doesn't realize it, I think. I think that he's just really bad. Like, it's like him and his improv class, you know? Oh, it's, yeah, good call. Because they may have played this in improv or something. Yeah, that's, they should play something like that in improv, I would think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they play that game for, it seems like a long time because, like, it's actually split up over two different scenes weird yeah and another deleted scene i loved was okay this is the one i thought was the funniest basically i'll describe uh jan finally brings out some uh hors d'oeuvres uh i don't remember what they were but then michael comes out of the bathroom and jan's like did you wash your hands and he's like (laughs) yes i washed my hands even though i only went number one and then he says i didn't really wash my hands to like under his breath and then he like reorganizes the hors d'oeuvres <laughs> <laughs> so with his hands so that fam can't eat any of them uh, and so then she goes off to the corner to start try to eat a granola bar or something like that <laughs> and then Jim comes and gets mad at her <laughs> and jim's eating it too but he says i didn't eat any of it and, <laughs> and throws her under the bus i also heard that um <laughs> yeah the granola bar I also heard that um, in one of the episodes or one of the deleted scenes, um, Jan runs over a neighbor's dog because she fell asleep during night watch, uh, crime watch or something. <laughs> and uh, it was like yeah, so an article called "The Dark Turn That Dinner Party Almost Took." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, they cut that part out. I mean, the they changed it. Um, so yeah, she was going to have run over the neighbor's dog, but as it is in the deleted scenes, they say that the neighbor, all the neighbors hate her because she fell asleep when she was the night watch person, the neighborhood watch shift. And, uh, one of the dogs got spray painted by some kids and that they were blaming it on her. But then later on when the dinner party is getting more heated while they're eating at the table, she says, she admits that she spray painted the dog because it was like so smug. <laughs> it just got in its haircut. <laughs> Oh my and everyone God. looks so horrified. Yeah. That's terrible. So they toned it down, but yeah. Not much. Still. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. There's a whole like really funny, I'm guessing improv with Michael where he's like trying to comfort Jan and he, he's like, you've, you know, you made the neighbors hate you, but, but you've made our house, you, be, you know, you've like turned this place into a museum. You've done so much. It's like, you can't touch anything. And, <laughs> And that's really weird. And you've turned our home into a house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wish I had the DVD just for that. 
Just for the, the deleted scenes, but um, I maybe I'll be able to find them on the internet somewhere. Yeah, maybe they they pop up sometimes. Yeah. Um, what about? Should we talk? We were already talking about Jen and her things she didn't do. What did she do though? A lot, a lot of things, a lot of scarring things. <laughs> um, she does Serenity by Jan. So they start the night off with a tour. Um, where she has not only an office, but also a workspace. And um, they kind of go around the house, giving everyone the tour. And she, one of her comments is, it was like an asylum in here, just white everything, white walls, white everything. And I just went for a more of a an eggshell white, um, <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines because eggshell, like that, it is kind of interesting. Anyone who's painted a, wall knows like it changes the the house so much and just having like a cool toned white or a warm toned white can make a huge difference in a room so um i did appreciate that about her but i don't think just changing the level of matte in the paint will will change it very much yeah it is it is like the texture huh but also uh, painting is really expensive yeah, and I remember thinking about money with the it costs what it costs, and and then also wasn't Jan talking up her candles to Kevin and said that they used it for the vigil of a missing. Oh yeah, and then then he was like, um, it was it's during the um the uh, when she's having when she's pregnant or when she has Astrid, but um, then Kevin says, oh yeah, I think they found her, and she's like, oh they oh did. yeah. Oh, okay. So it's after this. Yeah, it's when her, I guess her um, company becomes more successful. Maybe it's from the $10,000 investment they got. From Mandy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we, well, we also get some, you know, it's basically Jan is trying to like turn this suburban hell into something that she can live with and uh, adding some culture like Spanish food and a uh, Andy Warhol style painting of her and um, a, uh, like a um asian inspired uh like shirt or something hanging from what do you call that in the living room uh uh i don't know if i say it, it'll probably be wrong kimono Fashion. <laughs> if i say just say it under your breath <laughs> if i say it quiet enough it won't be wrong it's a kimono. <laughs> yeah uh but that's some culture there. Plus the music stylings of Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. And, um, and also, you know, Michael's, Michael's goal was to fill this condo with children. And, um, instead it's being filled with vaguely candles. Yeah. Candles and like weird artifacts. Two of the bedrooms in this, not that large condo are dedicated to candles and the dealing of candles. <laughs> It's a $2 billion so, a year industry, Nathan. You wouldn't understand. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I also noticed, you know, that she put all of Michael's stuff in the garage for the most part. You see the poly girl thing in there and his hand chairs, which Take he probably really out. liked. Yeah. Uh, they, they do point out that, like, they wanted to fill the garage with, like, like suggesting that Michael buys a lot of stuff from late night TV. So like he's got like a Bowflex and an ab roller and stuff in there. Oh my gosh. That's the Army awesome. Corps actually <laughs> uses it. 
But yeah, it's all of his like like uh, infomercial purchases. At least he gets his George Foreman grill in his bedroom. That's, that's a yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? Dwight. Dwight. Yep, he's crying at first, and he figures I'll just solve this problem by bringing my own food, wine glasses, and person. <laughs> and Melvina. Yeah, and. Jan is called out like this is the reason you didn't want him to come and he overcame those reasons. So what are you going to do about it? And he brings his own. Yeah. Food. Did you say that? Yeah, his own turkey legs, turkey legs and beet salad and, and like giant wine glasses. Yeah, filled to the brim with wine. <laughs> Honestly, I love how they're just like so much taller than the other ones. I think Pam would have loved to get in on that feast she's probably so hungry and then at the last minute instead of being able to eat the asabuka that they've been waiting for for so long she michael leans over and says i i think jan might have done something to the food <laughs> trying so to good. poison him so 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 pam doesn't eat it at all because of that huh probably not that's why they have to so go get more after for sure I, they like they they barely started when they like start their big fight and yeah. uh oh yeah we're talking about dwight um i do love his like old cooler his old coleman like metal sided cooler he brought in yeah that's such a dwight and thing to have it's so funny i don't i don't know if they said like, they definitely said we only have six wine glasses they also only have six chairs and so they're sitting like in little folding chairs at the corner of the table they have no like spot or chairs for them yeah, that is really funny. I wonder if they brought their own chairs too. Probably. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, I think the thing about Dwight is you expect that if you're gonna have a classy, fun dinner party with other couples, you wouldn't want someone like Dwight there to ruin it. But <laughs> it's already so bad that Dwight actually doesn't do anything to make it worse. <laughs> like, I know that is just that's when you know it's bad. <laughs> It's like, um, oh, seems like this is already ruined. I'll just eat my turkey. When you when you think, oh, my gosh, Dwight could save this party because people are excited. Well, I mean, Jim and Pam are excited when he shows up because it's sort of like a distraction and it's kind of like shocking that he actually showed up. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. And I think they appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, and then Dwight uh, obviously insists on taking Michael home. So so uh, that that happened somehow. Man, I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, when they got home? Yeah. I know. I would. I wonder they, what uh, room he chose to sleep in. Probably America. <laughs> Irrigation? It would have been great to see, like, basically Shroot Farms again, but a reluctant Michael that didn't even want to go there. <laughs> I know. That would have been amazing. But the camera crew was tired and they went home. Yeah. Let's talk about Michael. Michael. Oh, my gosh. Poor Michael. This is just really sad because you know that his um, relationships at work are dysfunctional. And you don't. We really haven't gotten to see the level of dysfunction within his personal relationships. And um, he doesn't have any. He just has Jan. So. He doesn't really have friends. And so it's um, really sad. And it's really apparent that he just wants to have kids. And he would do anything to just have kids. (laughs) Well, for a while, he wasn't so sure. 
Oh, that's true. Well, it's probably because she's so uh, toxic. Yeah. I, and he's kind of a kid himself. He ran through their glass door when he thought he heard the ice cream truck. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. You know, this is April. They're all wearing coats. So he uh, probably like I'm, I'm hard, I have to imagine that he would have run through the door thinking that it, the ice cream truck was there during summer. A, because you want ice cream more when it's summer. I mean, I don't, but most people do. B, the ice cream truck is more likely to be around during summer. C, the door, the sliding door would only be open, like potential to be open if it were warm. Yeah. So, and so that implies they haven't fixed it for a really long time. Yeah. That's a good Still just like a a tarp on on it. You'd think you'd fix that before the dinner party. Okay. So, what else is Michael doing? Oh, yeah. We talked about his vasectomies. Um, We talked about him wanting to bring uh he bought the condo to fill with kids um he sleeps on the little ottoman at the foot of the bed he fits perfectly on there (laughs) really trying to sleep when you can't stretch out your legs it's so horrible it is because you like you get cramps no matter what you do i i because i always like sleep on my side and i'm like semi curled up but when i try to sleep in the back of uh the car we have and i can't fully stretch my feet out it still bugs me the whole night even though i wasn't gonna sleep that way like it, it feels weird <laughs> like to have not stretched your legs out. yeah i don't know yeah maybe like just right before i go to sleep i like to do it i know i've actually been thinking about that because i've been listening to like a meditation before i go to sleep and um i like to start on my side then i roll over onto my back and stretch my legs out and then i go back into like the fetal position <laughs> Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. I think that's how it works. But it's it's so funny. And then we get to see the camera that's set up to watch their... Uh, we've already heard during Women's Appreciation that Jan likes to tape them having sex and then watch it back right after to critique his performance. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess seeing it is just a, is, isn't really that much worse, but there it is. <laughs> it's like, this is just classic, like, building on all of the things we already know and and imagine but it's even worse than we imagined about his relationship mm-hmm. and just the amount of jokes or lines within this episode that are so funny is um it's like jam-packed yeah it's jam-packed Jam he's got everywhere. soft teeth yeah he dips his steak into the wine and says um how could you say that you know i have soft teeth does dipping steak into wine really soften it up that much? <laughs> when you have soft teeth, do you have to soften other things? I don't to eat? think so. No. It's not like one of the hardest things either. I mean, but the thing is, like, Jan doesn't care to just have a conversation about it. She just wants to berate him, you know? So it's not yeah. like, hey, does that actually really help? It's like, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> it's disgusting. You know, I I think maybe their relationship isn't that great. <laughs> They're trying so hard to project this perfect relationship and it can't, it just falls apart so quickly. That's with like calling each other babe and like deferring to the other one. And I think it strikes out when they have the vasectomy conversation. It's so funny because Dwight and the babysitter show up and and then Jan's like, sure, whatever you want. And then he's like, it's never what I want. What about the play? What about the vasectomy? And they have that whole argument where he's like yelling, snip, snap, snip, snap. 
and then it cuts back and that they had that like that would be a pretty bad argument to have but they had it during the discussion about whether or not to let Dwight that lady yeah look they're all just standing there immediately Dwight says so can we come in (laughs) and you'd think that like that's such a good cap on that like if uh if it was Jim and Pam the smart thing to do would be like okay well I think we're gonna like let you guys you know it seems like you guys need a night here so Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's it's too good and then she immediately goes to put on her cd after uh michael puts on the uh saint Pauli girl and um that has obviously been a point of contention and then it escalates to her grabbing the dundee and throwing it at his tv breaking it killing it (laughs) um and then the cops are called which um if it was Colorado, if there's a if cops are called for a domestic disturbance like that, it's a mandatory arrest state. So someone would be arrested, most likely Jan. <laughs> so I guess Pennsylvania's not. Well, there are a lot of witnesses there. That's true. <laughs> Probably most times there's domestic abuse. There's not like six other adults yeah. standing around. <laughs> this party's getting out of hand. And I was wondering when they got called because. Like, they're there right at the end, so maybe they got called earlier when he was yelling snip, snap, snip, snap, or maybe during the game. But, you know, I don't think they could have responded in, like, one minute. Oh, you mean, like, uh, about the plasma screen TV? Yeah, I don't I don't know what, what it was to set the neighbors off. You know, those, those walls, those babies are thin. <laughs> so just them having conversations probably could have sent the neighbors over the edge. Or when he says, my, my, my turn, my, my, my turn. <laughs> Exactly. They called the cops and they were like, get this guy to shut up. Yeah, for real. It's disturbing me. Yeah. <laughs> the neighbors yelling through the, the wall. It's Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably on a hair trigger because Jan spray painted their dog. Yeah, exactly. And they probably said it's Jan doing it. She's a, she's crazy. And that's why when they got there, they're like, sir, do you have a place to stay? Yeah, because you know that there's no way that um, she hasn't reached out to them to ask if they would invest in her candle business, you know, so. Good point. But that is the whole purpose of this night is to get them to invest. And they they ask if Michael has a place to stay, but like it's it is like his condo alone. I know. He owns that condo. <laughs> I know. I wonder if that's kind of like a sexist thing, you know, to say like um, the guy has to like find a place to move out. To leave. Yeah, I think it might be sexist, like in the sense that it's a joke because they're like, you need to be protected from her. Yeah, obviously. We, we just got here, but you look so weak that we're I'll take the fall. We're assuming you were the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. There was screaming. Yeah. Oh, and then and then we got Jim. Uh, question. Was he laughing or was there no <laughs> smile? <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh, Jim, I know. I hate that when you're like put in the middle of something like that. That used to happen like more often than you'd think as a server. Like you'd be put, you'd say, hey, how's it going? And you'd be put in the middle of a marital dispute all of a sudden. And you're like, I can't take the guy's side because then the wife will think I'm hitting on him. But I can't take the wife's side because the guy's the one who's paying. So it'd be like, ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh you guys are silly <laughs> yeah like oh, okay what do you want to drink 
It's so funny how their vibe, Jim and Pam's. I mean, I guess Jim almost abandoned her, and he did. I I feel like Jim would have figured out a way to come back for Pam. He wouldn't have just left her there and taken the car. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. And I think it's so funny that Pam just says, those are things. You can get new things. You can't get a new dinner party. And everyone is so quick to be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, you got to enjoy this dinner party, no matter what. Yeah, if somebody was at my house and that happened, and they were like, oh, my God, my apartment is flooding. I'd be like, oh my God, go, you know? Yeah. But you wouldn't have like probably schemed for months <laughs> to get them there. So Maybe. You can't really judge. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then Pam, they like show that she knows about sports. So she's cool. She knows oh, about yeah. 49ers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But also she's getting accused of having dated Michael. Do you think, what do you think happened with that? Do you think Michael is just kind of suggesting that because he was embarrassed that he hasn't really dated people um no i think it's just i think it's all in jan's head like she just sees pam as a threat because she's just like a nice younger woman so she just automatically assumes i mean he did try to kiss her during the end of diwali yeah and she did see his thing only where it ended Oh, yeah, that is when Jan got mad with the, I heard you were peeping. That might have started this narrative in her head. Yeah, that's true. I heard you were peeping. Oh, no. But poor Pam. Then Angela's jumping in there. Oh, my God. You never expect you're the murderer, but I I think they expect they're the victims of this murder. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They're both playing their own game. Well, let's who can make their guests feel most uncomfortable (laughs) both winning. (laughs) Those are some really good um, moments. Are we done with characters? We talk. I think we're done. Um, So yeah, that was a really funny moment for, we've got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this when we get interviews with Pam in the bathroom and with Jim in the bathroom, because it's like the only place that they can go to talk to the camera, Mm -hmm. Um, which Honestly, it would be kind of weird if the cameraman, I was like, I'm going to come into the bathroom with you, you know? Um, yeah, they said uh, in that interview thing, that in that article, that the bathroom was really, really small. They could barely fit a cameraman in there. Like, the cameraman had to be sitting on the counter. To, to <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they're and they so funny because uh, Pam is just, like, asking for, she just wants food. Like, she's so hungry. She's like, and I, I get it's a lot to ask for at a dinner party. Um, mm-hmm. and Jim is in there plotting, like, I have an idea to get us out of this. But I think, uh, everyone kind of knows the anxiety of going to a place where you think you're going to eat and then you don't get to eat when you think you are. Yeah. And like, I usually pull this like power move, just kind of annoying, but I usually eat until I'm like half full before I go, which is why like when I go places like that, I'm never as hungry, like as as they want me to be, but I also just, I don't want to like be worried about when we're going to eat. I would like be hungry enough to eat something there, but also like I'm an adult. I can, I don't want to be starving while I wait for food on someone else's time schedule where I'd be like rude to ask and also like ruin my time if I was anxious about it. Yeah. That's a good trick. They should have done that. They totally should have done that because they should have known something like this was going to happen. They wanted to just be in and out. Yeah. They should have stopped by that burger place on the way. (laughs) They brought granola bar, but Jan yelled at her. (laughs) 
my uh we gotta make sure youtube comes down to film this one is when jan is saying sorry i don't want to bring kids into this screwed up world she looks right at the camera and like says it like a defense to the camera for part of it yeah i know jan does look at the camera quite a bit actually during that scene um it's during the vasectomy discussion and you get like a a gym look to the camera too but jan is like making her argument to the camera which is you don't really see that very often with her yeah yeah totally then at the end I have something for you got to make sure YouTube comes on to film this, which is that there's at least four cameras, even though I only see two operating during the dinner party. Yeah. Because at the end, cameras follow everybody. Yeah. And one of the weirdest things is that at the end, they're filming Jan through her window, fixing the Dundee with super glue. Oh, That's yeah. That's so creepy. That is. I didn't even think about that. And... So does oh, yeah. she's being someone follows Angela and Andy to the ice cream place. That's right. And Jim and Pam to the burger place. And they're driving in a car and filming Michael and Dwight when they go to the bus stop and when they just drive off. Like they're they're in the car in front of them, which also was weird because it kind of implies they know where they're going and how they're going to get there because they're driving in front. So they'd be leading the way. Yeah. And then they have the hunter cd like over i guess since they're mic'd up you can hear the hunter cd from the car but oh right i wonder when they are mic'd up huh yeah i wonder when jan's gonna realize that's been stolen yeah similarly when he says i did something bad and he holds up that cd he doesn't hold it at an angle that would have been ideal for her to see it but more like an angle that would have been ideal for the camera to see it oh interesting like he holds it flat toward the windshield instead of at Pam. She knew. She knew. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those weird things. They wanted to like show where everyone went, but uh, I don't think there would have been four camera people there. And I don't think they all could have like driven off to everyone and followed them like that. But oh, well, well overall, I like the direction a lot. Yeah. Me, yeah, yeah. Me too. I thought it was really good. There's just enough of the cutaway talking heads and just enough of the documentary style, even though it got a little creepy sometimes, it was still kept you in that mindset, you know. Good Angel says the way that he would uh, direct the camera people is instead of being like, okay, then the camera will go from left to right. He just like tells the camera people what they'll be looking for. He'll be uh-huh. like, uh, and then and then Angela's gonna like be reacting to that, and maybe you'd want to check out what what the babysitter's doing with her fork or something like that so that they would like know where to find it. But like someone was saying they even like would sometimes spin the camera person around right before. So it would, so the camera would be moving. Like they had to go find what they were looking at instead of already being set up. Like they knew what was going to happen from the previous take, you know, that's yeah. That's very like office style is like, kind of like you're like viewing this whole thing as something going on around you and you're looking at different parts of it and things are still going on around that part which is cool yeah or like a reality show like they have the camera person and the director of photography from survivor be like oh we gotta like zoom in on the person whose like face is reacting to this person who's talking yeah interesting oh i wanted to mention um just jim's look to the camera when they're in the serenity by jan workspace because oh. like so like it lit it looks like he's literally about to throw up 
It's really funny. <laughs> and like holding his breath. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> he like kind of puts his head out and then like shakes his head at the camera. Yeah. That was good. And then what about fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch? Okay, so fashion show. My fashion moment was Pam's navy eyelet blouse, which I thought was hmm. perfect for a dinner party at your boss's house. Okay. Uh, I just had one. It was Andy. And this is one of my favorite things in the office ever. But when he takes off his coat, when they arrive, he already has a sweater tied around his, <laughs> his shoulder. Oh, my under God. that, <laughs> under that, he has a flannel, like button up long sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled up. And under that, he has a white turtleneck long sleeve shirt. And those <laughs> sleeves are rolled up too, but not as much. So he has so many layers going on. <laughs> it's called fashion, Nathan. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I'm learning, though. From yeah, I, from Andy. Oh, no. Uh, Drew. <laughs> the nerd. Man, he, he, got, he, he dropped that real fast. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. that I didn't even notice that. That's a really good one. It's so preppy. I love so it. preppy. Um, All right. Well, I guess that um, the dinner party. Yeah. Or do you have any finer things for the finer things club that we didn't mention already? No, I think that we mentioned everything I have in there. So um, the plasma TV. Mm. Just quickly, Jan dancing with Jim while he's seated by like oh, by trying to like twirl around my him. Gosh. Yeah. So good. Without, without him moving. I read that was an um, an improv moment. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, from um, John Krasinski didn't know that was going to happen because they wanted to get his genuine reaction. <laughs> I love it. When Dwight goes up to the cops at the end and he's like, what seems to be the problem officers? And they're like, not now, Dwight. <laughs> and he just walks off to the side. So he's like hung out. Like they, they know he's already down at the station bugging them and stuff. Oh, my gosh. This last one, I don't know if I can adequately describe, but it's one of my favorite comedy things. I've only seen it done well a couple times. But when Pam is wearing Michael's coat because Michael put it on her and Jan is glaring at her, she does this thing, which is so funny. Try to imagine you like you're staring at something to the side and then you slowly close your eyes. And when you open them again, you're looking somewhere else. it's so funny i've only seen it in like a couple movies and shows but it's like a you have to blink really slowly to do it and it's so funny especially if you're looking at something else and then when you're finished the blink you're looking at that person or at the camera is she looking at pam first yeah she's looking at pam first which which i think is slightly less funny than if it had been the other way but uh yeah it's kind of like it's just really good the it's like elevator eyes where you like look someone up and down and glare at them yeah I uh, pointed it out a long time ago to my sister that it happened in some movie. And so then I would always do that to her. Like if we're at the table, I'd be looking somewhere and then I would like blink. And then when I opened my eyes, I'd be looking (laughs) at her. (laughs) She would laugh. That is really Um, funny. I'm going to start doing that. Now I'm just doing that over and over right now. It's, it's like fun. You have to like practice it. You have to like dart your eyes with your eyelids closed. It's so weird. You can't move your head. That's the secret. Anyway, so let's rate this thing. Okay, so our rating scale, as you know, I know the scale very well, and we haven't done it in a while, so I'm excited to show my skills of knowing it. Um, Yay. Okay, 7 out of 7 is absolutely I do. 6 out of 7 is beach day. Pretzel day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, just you just say it. 
I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> well, I don't have it, but uh, I'll, I'll try to remember. Six out of seven, beach day, five, five out, out of seven. seven. Pretzel oh, day. Six, no, the other way around. Six out of seven is pretzel day. Five out of seven is beach day. Uh, four, four out of seven out. is... Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Yeah. Three, Three out, out of seven. A little stitious. Yeah. Two out of seven is Garbage the Cat. Garbage the Cat. Yeah. And one out of seven is... No. This no. just stinks. This just stinks. Okay. And then I guess zero out of seven is the no, no, no's. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. All right. I'm going to do a countdown. Three, two, two one. one. Pretzel day. Absolutely, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick one of those. You gave it a seven? I think this is like one of my favorite episodes. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's a, a classic. Wow. The um, 2021 Nathan is so optimistic. Yeah, 450 milligrams of Wellbutrin will give me, I'm going to give everything seven. <laughs> and you're all absolutely, I do love life now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, uh, but we can go down to uh, out of six to seven because I'm also feeling charitable. <laughs> but just like, as long as we don't switch back and forth because you have no idea the physical toll. I don't want you to do it as like a pity though. Uh, why not? <laughs> because I'd rather have you make the case for the seven, and I might change my mind. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. It's no, I won't change uh, my mind. You're right. Let's go back. To it's that. got the characters all there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, because you were going between five and six, it's easy to go down there. Um, and let's let's and who's your Dundee going to? My Dundee is going to go to, I think, Pam, because she kind of like avoided a few curveballs. And this whole night was really hard for her, especially hungry. And Mm -hmm. um, she also demonstrated some football knowledge, which I um, respect. All right. (laughs) I'm going to give my Dundee to Hunter. Yeah, he's having his CD played multiple times in the same day, and he apparently lost his virginity to Jan. So, oh my good gosh, for good for him! But also inappropriate, but you know, <laughs> uh, he's a man. Oh, did you know that because of the song? Yeah, right. I guess that makes sense. Took me by the hand. Um, Is that what it means to make someone a man? Yeah, that's in the parlance of our times. Um, I think so. I guess you don't know for sure that it's Jan, but that's like heavily implied by her yeah, love of sh- this crappy song. Yeah, for sure it's Jan. Yeah. Good job. Cool. And now we get to do a segment which sucks, <laughs> where we read the reviews of our podcast. All right. Why does it suck, though? Because uh, they're both bad. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. So here's shoot. Here's one from Trenner's Fan T. They gave us two stars. And he said, review one, keep your political opinions to yourselves. Exclamation point. And two, the office ladies are one million times better than these two. Exclamation point. <laughs> these two again. So uh, yeah. One million times. I was really hoping <laughs> the amount of times better than us would be in the triple digits, but <laughs> Uh, Fuck you and Trump. Um, Okay, and 
And then this one, we got one star. And this one is by Normal Joe 2. And we wanted to talk about this one. So we're going to read all the reviews. And this one we're going to read for a different reason. But it says casual racism. This is a gross podcast with bigoted hosts. Not funny, annoying waste of time. And that was we feel bad about this review. That yeah, that was not good. And we if that person, normal Joe, is so inclined and is listening, which I doubt they are, or if any of our other listeners wanted to give us feedback on how we can improve that, we take that really seriously. So we would love to hear if anyone has the capacity. Yeah. If you remember an episode where we were said something that was bigoted, um, send us an email at the podcast at gmail.com and we'll go snip it out of there because we don't want to have that out in the world. We hope hope we don't try to do that. So, um, yeah. And we normally get like reviews that are like that we have to read that's hashtag MAGA. So mm-hmm. now we have one from the opposite end of uh, what I see as like that spectrum. So that kind of is a bummer. And I would rather get one that says the female co-host sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. And we would want to improve. So, yeah. But um, what does it help that it also says we're not funny and annoying? <laughs> uh, That's neutral. Oh, wait. We got one on November 2nd. Did we, did we, uh, did we read What is it? I think we might have. Soup snakes? What what is it? Yeah, we read that one last time. Rats, last time we had three good ones to read, and this one we have two bad ones. So. We need better, we need need some good ones. We still have 4.5 stars, but the one stars have really brought us down. And also, if somebody was looking at our, and then they say that we're bigoted, or whatever we just like to work on that so whatever it is let us know we won't we won't get defensive no no um well on that uh note (laughs) (laughs) um hey what happened to the wellbutrin oh it wore off when i read that review again (laughs) uh but yeah I don't know. I think I think we're back. Do you think we're back? Or we're we gonna go back to Sex in the City? I think we're back. Maybe it won't be as often because we might go back to Sex in the City once in a while, but we've learned a lot while we've been gone. <laughs> Scranton's only a few hours away from New York, so Yeah. We can go to Earth. We've been in the big city. It's kinda like, hey, I'm doing your art class. We wanna come back, but we wanna come back right. We're gonna go back the right way, yeah. 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 But you can't tell us what to do also. <laughs> cool well thanks for talking to me about the office again a yeah. great episode not as great in your opinion but yeah but i again i mean i have i'm not um in as good a place as you in 2021 <laughs> yeah yeah good call oh last thing about this episode is this is an episode that the writers like really wanted to bring the vibe of the british office and during the holiday break i watched the whole British office again. Oh, really? Yeah. And every episode of the British office is more cringy than this. So for the people that are on those social media pages, they're like, oh, I can't even watch the dinner party or Scott's tots. I mean, you don't, you don't know what you're missing, but you probably, if you can't make it through these, definitely don't ever watch that because it's, it's so much harder to watch. And if you 
watch it enough times, it won't be as cringy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just have to push through the cringe factor. Strap yourself into the clockwork orange chair and desensitize yourself. Yep, that's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, goodbye. Bye. And the election is over, so we don't now we don't even care about what people say anymore. <laughs> we have no worries now. We just we're so happy. We have no worries. We're entering the Biden era. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I have no worries at all because my doctor bumped my Wellbutrin up to 450 milligrams and it's going great. Wow. I recommend yeah. that too. That sounds like <laughs> Get it while it's hot. Yeah. And I'm sure you could do that via a teledoc appointment too. So you wouldn't even have to leave your house. Oh, I did, but but maybe you won't. Okay, you want to okay. hear my heart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, you wanted to listen to my heart. Your sad, sad heart. Oh yeah, that is sad. Let me give you four fifty. So he said, "Bring, bring an acoustic guitar. I want to listen to your heart." <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool doctor. Uh, which was yeah, something that I think I might put all this at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't Let's even started. I know. <laughs> okay.